Welcome back, y'all, to another sci-fi podcast where psychology and finances intersect. And I'm so thrilled that you continue to listen to learn how to examine how you think, feel, and behave with money. It's through those actions that you will do something different with your money. Not just the advice that I'm giving, but through examining your own personal relationship with money. So I thought I would expound a little bit on a commentary that I submitted to the Redstone Rocket here at Redstone Arsenal. I was asked by someone in public affairs to to speak briefly about the current car market. And so I know that not everyone reads the paper, but I thought it was so worthy for this podcast because in my research, I found so many wonderful nuggets that I couldn't expound on because it had to be 300 words or less, and I was not gifted with brevity. So I figured I would provide the extra information on this podcast. So I entitled it The Confused Car Market. Should I buy new or used? And it truly is a confusing car market today because of a lot of issues. Supply and demand, the supply has decreased for new cars and the demand for cars has increased. But there are a plethora of used cars. Therefore, more used cars are being sold. So, and because of that demand, they can raise the prices on those used cars. There are also microchip shortages, which are affecting the supply of new vehicles. Then you have inflation, supply chain issues. And let me talk a little bit about that, what that looks like. My dear husband purchased a new car for me last December and absolutely love it. We were in the market. It was that time. We actually had people calling us to beg us to sell our Honda Pilot. And our Honda Pilot was five years old. And the amount of money they were offering, and this was not a scam, it was a reputable dealer that that we've had business with before. And it was an absolutely ridiculous number, the trade-in value that we're go- they were going to give us for this vehicle. So I'm not going to give the number, it's absolutely ridiculous, it's embarrassing. But just to kind of give you an idea, I drove that Honda Pilot for five years And we basically drove that Honda Pilot for five years for (laughs) $5,000 by the time all was said and done. So it was a hot time to do that. Now that's, hey, you know how they have that little blurb at the bottom of your TV screen? I'm going to do that on the podcast. Results may vary between individuals, okay? So don't expect to go out there and trade in your car for a brand new car and come out on top. That's That may not be the case here, not for everyone. But it just happened to be at that time, end of year sale, you know, that type of thing that was going on. So I was interested by that. How could something like that happen? Because I tend to be a little skeptical when it comes to money. And I kept asking my husband, are you sure this isn't a scam? Are you sure this isn't a scam? And I have full trust and faith in my husband because he's actually the the true financial guru in our house. So 
What happens, I was going to talk about supply chain issues. So what happened, we got this brand new car and it was the first model or, or year of its kind with this particular model. And so there's always, you know, something that could go wrong. You know, they're, they're working out the kinks because it's a new year model. And so what happened is I had an issue with my moonroof and it took no kidding, almost two months to get the part to fix the moonroof. Had it been leaky, had it been something that, you know, I couldn't absolutely drive it, I would have been without a car for two months. That's ridiculous, right? So that's what I'm talking about with supply chain issues that are impacting this confused car market. And then something else happened to my new car. (laughs) And now I have to take it in the shop again because of some other issues. And it's taking the same amount of time just to get the part. So you might be wondering, okay, Olivia, it, it seems like a no-brainer then that if some used cars are exceeding the cost of new cars, then I should just go ahead and splurge and buy the new car. Well, as I say in the commentary, hold your horsepower and weigh all the data on the table first. When you're buying used, it still makes good financial sense to examine what where you're going to come out better on top. And the reason why buying used is still a good option is because according to CarGuru's data, used cars are selling for an average of $30,000. That is record breaking. But hear me out. A $30,000 used car is still cheaper than a $55,000 new car. Simple math, y'all. That's where I'm going with this. Buying used not only adds more value to your down payment, and the reason it does that is because your car depreciates at a much slower rate when it is used. So your down payment stretches further. So not only is it going to do that for you, it's also going to save you money on car insurance and registration fees. And then like me, you're less likely to spend all that time in a shop because you bought new and now all these little things have to be fixed or you might, I might even have a recall in the next two years on having to bring my car back in for those types of things. So buying used has a lot of financial perks and physical perks as well. So here's another thing that I want to throw out to you. Monthly payments. The worst thing you can do anytime you go car shopping is only consider the monthly payment. You always want to consider the total cost of the vehicle, not the monthly payment. And that's where people really hurt themselves. So According to Motor Trend, used cars are averaging $500 monthly payments for five years. What happened to the three or four year option? Well, that's when we were paying lower monthly payments. But for people to afford the car, that's why they have to stretch it out to that fifth year. New cars, however, are easily exceeding $700 monthly payments 
for six years. That's ridiculous. So in my research, as I was, I was moving through this, the average person goes through 13 cars over their lifetime. If you were to think about, do I buy used or new? Let's say you save $10,000 on each vehicle. This is why it's important to be cost savvy in your car search. So if you save just $10,000 on each of those 13 cars, that's $130,000 over your lifetime. But you know me, I like to take things a step further. So I went and did some calculations here. So let's say you get your first car at the age of 16, right? And, you know, your lifespan, let's say you live until you're 80. So we're going to say 80 minus the age of 16. That gives you 64 years, right? So 64 years divided by 13 cars. My goodness, people. We're getting a new car or it might even be a used car every five years. Is there a reason for that? Do we have to get a new vehicle every five years? What happened to driving a car into the ground? I'll tell you what it is. It's status. People are so concerned about image control that they do not want to be seen driving a car that is older than five years old. Isn't that sad? (laughs) Or I will not be seen driving a car that does not have this particular symbol on the back. That'll cost you. Let me give you a real life story without breaking confidentiality. I had a client once who came in, two car payments. One was $700 a month. The other was $900 a month. Hmm. Simple math. $1,600 a month in car payments. That's a mortgage payment. And guess what? She didn't even own a home. She was renting. And she's over the age of 40. When people say they can't afford to buy a home, It's because of priorities. Not every single person, but let's just say the clientele here at Redstone Arsenal. (laughs) We have a lot of folks who are high income earners here at Redstone Arsenal who still don't own a home because they're prioritizing placing that money in their car. So let's go back to that calculation. $130,000. Okay, again, you could have bought a home with that, right? That's where I was going with this. If we went a little further and I said, okay, so you're 16 years old buying your first car. Instead of going for that new car parents, obviously, let's get a used car for our 16-year-olds because they're probably going to have some fender benders along the way. But if you went used and let's say ultra used, to where you could take 10,000 of that initial investment and put it in a savings account for them. And then over the years, because my calculation with being 80 
by the time you're 80, having owned 13 cars for $130,000, that would have equated to $170 a month. So let's say we put that initial investment in there for our kids for $10,000 and then add a monthly contribution and encourage our kids to add a monthly contribution of $170 a month times 44 years when they're ready to retire at 60 with an estimated interest rate of about 8%, they will have $1 million. And I got my pinky up to my mouth here. $1 million for saving $10,000 each time on a vehicle over the 13 years that they would own one. But just by putting that initial $10,000 investment in there and a monthly contribution of $170 a month. Now, if we fluctuate and do a little variable of 6% or under, if the stock market you know, is not stretching its wings as much as we'd like, that child would still have half a million bucks by that time. Money talks, you guys. I love numbers. Numbers are real. Numbers don't lie. So back to these $700 car payments for six years, it's truly like taking out a mortgage. Now, if you do have a wonderful trade-in and you're in the car, uh, you're in the market to buy a new car, and depending on what type of vehicle you are trading in, then it may hold its own and then you might be able to justify buying new, kind of like we did. And so a Toyota Tundra, for example, over five years, held its value at 70.2%. That's incredible. Uh, Lots of vehicles hold their value. So look it up. Kelly Blue Book. That's a great way to, to look at that. However, just like the housing market, right? We were talking about a mortgage. Here in Madison, Huntsville area, it is a seller's market. It's cooling down a little bit, but my goodness, people were making money left and right because it was or is still a seller's market. But once you sell that home for a ridiculous price, you still have to buy a new home for a ridiculous price. So keep that in mind that it might just be a wash. So again, you're trying to figure out, do I buy used or new for a car? But whatever you decide, as I stated in this commentary, we can't throw common sense away, okay? It might be a great time to strike and finally get that new car. But listen, you still have to do your research. And as I stated in the commentary, bring your poker face, sleep on that poker face overnight, be wary of scams, and look for those discrepancies in what was advertised and what you actually pay. And here's the bigger thing. Your backside is not tied to that manager's chair in the showroom. At any moment you want to walk away, you can walk away. It is a valuable tool for negotiating. Walking away says a lot. And in my experience with my husband doing all the wheeling and dealing with uh, car purchases over the years, I've observed when he's walked away, they usually call him back. (laughs) And if it was something fair on the table that he wanted, they usually will negotiate and come back and say, you know what? 
let's come back in. We're, we're going to give you that. We're going to throw in whatever that was that you were looking for. So, and of course, I wouldn't be Olivia and a good accredited financial counselor if I didn't bring this up. Remember that $30,000 used car versus buying a $55,000 new car? If you bought, let's say you bought the, the new car at $55,000 at 30 years old. And so you're spending $25,000 more than the used car. If you did some simple compound interest calculations, you could have put that $25,000 over 30 years and made $251,000, okay, with a very conservative interest rate. So you just robbed yourself of a quarter million dollars and going for the new car over the used car. Not saying that it's wrong for you to get the new car, but again, you're trying to make the decision. Do I buy used or news? I'm just, do, let's, let me help you out with that. So talk about opportunity costs. Opportunity costs are when you forego purchasing another thing because you've bought something else, or you forego another opportunity or an experience because you've purchased this one thing. So purchasing new, will there will always be a cost associated with that because you could have invested that extra money into your retirement. And in this case, for a quarter million dollars. So I'll leave you with this. I thought it was quite fun to place this in the commentary. Before you take a peek under the hood of your new or used car, please, please, please take a peek under the hood of your finances. That means getting in the weeds and seeing what things look like truly and sound like with your significant other before you sign on that dotted line. And remember, you can always call someone like me, your financial readiness program manager at Army Community Service to be your financial mechanic. See you next time for the Sci-Fi Podcast.